Thank you for joining us today for TEDCO Talks, a new series featuring thought leaders in economic development from across the state of Maryland. Join TEDCO CEO, Troy Lamel Stovall, in thought-provoking conversations with regional leaders about the future of Maryland's innovation ecosystem. In this episode, Choi is joined by President Amita Bro of Bowie State University. Listen now to learn more about President Bro and the role she plays in supporting Maryland and DC's entrepreneurial ecosystem. Greetings, it's Troy Lamel Stovall, the CEO of Tedco, Maryland's Economic Empowerment Agency. I couldn't be more excited today. You know, we we take these shows and um, I happen to be taping the show on the same day that uh, there was an investiture for, for those, that's a really big word in higher ed for the inauguration of, of a president. And it was the inauguration of a president uh, of a dear friend uh, over at uh, Coppin State University, who we've had on the show before. Uh, and so at the sermon was a number of other presidents from other Maryland institutions, as well as across the country. And my dear friend and, 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 and guest today, Amita Bro, who is the president of Bowie State University, the Bulldogs, and I'm going to call it out because I'm just like a couple of miles away from Bowie State. So, you know, I love me some Bowie State. That's my home, home of school. God bless all the other HBCUs, but that's my home one. Um, I couldn't be happy to have her on the show today. You know, I got to see her twice in one day. So I'm even more excited about having Amita on the show. Amita, thank you for being on the show today. It is truly my pleasure. Yes, to get to see you twice in one day. This is a real treat for me. Absolutely. And I'm just thrilled to be with you. It's, thank, uh, you. thank you so much for having me. Thank you. you well, well, we're going to talk about your, your your amazing career, obviously Bowie State and the and the wonderful journey that is happening at, at Bowie State that uh, that we that we're partnering with you on at Tedco. Uh, but let's 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 talk about uh, Amita a little bit. And, and so, folks, I want to make sure we you know this is not her name ain't Anita. It ain't uh, Amita. It's, it's Amita, Amita, bro. Okay. Yeah. This is a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of French. Um, you know, so, you know, she's she's this multicultural lady. You know, you got we got to have that. But I mean, so what you I want to ask you just a couple of quick questions, uh, just for some fun, okay, for some fun. Um, your first your first paying gig, the first job you had that somebody paid you to do. McDonald's. Uh, it was a wonderful experience. I learned so much from working at McDonald's. Lessons that I carry with me today. They taught me about organization. They taught me mm -hmm. about systems, about uh, how to uh, deal with customers, how to communicate. Uh, the training program was phenomenal. Now, they're not paying me for that today. I'm just <laughs> here to say that they had an outstanding training program for a young teenager who was determined that I wanted to go out and make my mark and earn my, my own. And my mother and, and father said, okay, well, go for it. And I couldn't have uh, had a better experience. I worked at two McDonald's. Wow. One was a small operation. Then uh, there was one that was built in one of the major museums in Philadelphia, where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, like no other experience. We had busloads of children descend on uh, the museum and teachers would come up and say, I need 50 cheeseburgers, two with no cheese, <laughs> 10 with no onions. And to a young teenager, that was a little alarming. But you know what? I got through it. I learned how to stand up and communicate and have those strong organizational skills that everyone needs in every workplace today. So thank you for that question. 
No, and the other one, I'm sure you didn't say it, but you just, you mentioned it, is multitask. I mean, you got, like you said, you got 50 orders. You got to take the orders, get them all prepared. The ability to, I've always marveled at people that, you know, are taking those orders and, you know, for the most part, they get them right. I think we, we sometimes don't give these folks credit for the ability to kind of take all those orders and get them right uh, yes. on a fairly consistent basis. Yes, yeah. and it was just a great experience. But long before that, I just need to add, I've been working a long time, uh, <laughs> hanging out with my father, who was a track and field coach. He often had summer recreational programs in Philadelphia in the play streets to go out in the inner city and have his Olympic athletes train uh, children and educate them around sports and African-Americans in sport. And it, that was a great experience. So I worked in the office and I answered phones. Now that wasn't a paid position, but I learned a whole lot about uh, office skills and typing. And it was just, that was an extraordinary experience to watch my dad at work and watch how he built these uh, organizations to help contribute back to the communities. Well, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That, that's a beautiful story. So what do you do for relaxation? What do you do for relaxation? What's something fun for me? I try my best to get out on the golf course as much as I can. It's I've not heard about you and your golfing. I've heard about you and your golfing. I'm still, <laughs> golfing is one of those games you just, uh, you can't get too full of yourself because it teaches you a lesson every time you go out. And right. as soon as I think, okay, I know what I'm doing, something happens and the trees start to move around on me. <laughs> uh, so golfing, I love to golf, love to read uh, when I have uh, spare time. And then to spend time with my family. I have three daughters and I have three grandchildren and they, and my children and their families and two grandpuppies. And so Thanksgiving's coming up, I'm hoping. Yes that this year we can safely all come back together and celebrate Thanksgiving because I know we all missed it last year. We did in our mm -hmm. family. So I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving being a noisy, fun household. And believe it or not, that's fun for me when it's noisy, uh, <laughs> just as much noise as possible with dogs running here and there. That's fun for me. Well, no, I, I have the same prayer, and if all of our listeners as well, I have the same prayer for us this year. So you mentioned you mentioned um, the, the grand puppies. What, what was your first pet? Oh, my first pet was a dog. I love dogs. We uh, had several dogs as I was growing up. Always had a pet uh, and dogs. Now my children had other pets uh, when they were uh, in the household, but we grew up with having uh, puppies and then dogs. So please don't tell me you dog. Oh, German. No, you told German me it was a bulldog. I was going to be like, oh, that's Providence there, girl. That, <laughs> that was Providence no, right there. No bulldogs, German shepherds, and and uh, just uh, mutts, as we used to say. But they're, they're, they had a lot of character. I hear you. Well, look, look, let's, let's, you, you mentioned Philly a number of times already. So, um, and you talked about your dad, and I can appreciate that the journey, something like this, the journey that he had you. But, I want you to talk about it. I know you probably, uh, I mean, you've been to Temple, you, you've, you've been able to work at a number of institutions, and now you're at, at Bowie State. But I want you to kind of talk to uh, maybe a young lady that's sitting out there. And I really want to talk about maybe an inflection point you may have had in your career or during your journey and, and how you manage that. And I'm sure you may have had money, but one that comes to mind that, that you want to talk that you can talk about and how you navigated that inflection point. You know, when you, when you went left and it was more obvious to go right, but you actually ended up going left. Wow, that's an interesting question, an inflection point. You're talking about in the workplace and or just in you, general? In general, uh, your academic career, you know, where? where? Well, I, 
I would uh, go back to my high school experience, which mm -hmm. was one of the most enlightening experiences uh, in my lifetime. Uh, it was, uh, I attended a school that was unusual. It was uh, known as the School Without Walls. It was called mm -hmm. Parkway Program and the School Without Walls. And what that uh, was designed to do is to ensure that students learn that learning happens everywhere. Yeah. Not just in a in a classroom, in a bricks and mortar classroom, but learning happens on your way to the classroom, on your mm. way home. Uh, when you step outside your door, you have to be prepared to take on new opportunities because opportunity and learning is just everywhere. Beautiful. And that high school taught me so much about life, about how to be independent. Uh, students who attended that school, uh, we didn't have a lot of teachers breathing down our backs saying, you have to do this or do that. We were charged with a lot of responsibility to get ourselves to our classes around the city of Philadelphia. So my art classes were in the art museum. My science classes were in the Franklin Institute, uh, which is a large museum in Philadelphia. I traveled to college campuses for various classes from English to history. We were given a package of tokens on Monday morning, I know I'm dating myself now, I know that. You don't have to say it. We were given, we were given a, and students who are watching this, tokens were those little coins that she used. Uh, we were given a package of tokens and for our homeroom, and that's where we would then venture off. If I had a class at 10 o'clock, I got on a bus, put the token mm. in, got to my class. So we traveled all around the city, and we had to manage our time. Yep. We had to manage that independence. Yep. And some did well and some did not. Mm -hmm. Some just thought, oh, my gosh, this is time to live it up and you can have a good time. But they didn't stay at the school very long. They were given warnings. And then uh, if, the, it, if it wasn't a good fit, they would be moved on. But uh, I really thrived in that environment. And it wasn't one that I initially said, oh, I want to go to a place and just, uh, you know, not have any restrictions. It was an opportunity that I took advantage of. Someone came to my school and they said there's a new a model for education and they told us all about it. And I asked my parents and they said, well, sure. And, and thank goodness for parents, my mm -hmm. parents, who allowed me to take that kind of a risk. That meant me going from my neighborhood school, going on the uh, bus and then the Broad Street subway to get to downtown <laughs> Philadelphia by myself, a 14, 15 year old getting wow. on the bus and they allowed me to do that. But it taught me to take those risks, to venture out, not be afraid. And every day was a different day. Every day was an adventure and I loved it. And I think that's what learning should be about. I love it. So what I, I would learning. offer up to any student, any person out there is to enjoy each and every day and enjoy it as a new opportunity to venture out and test yourself, push yourself to that limit that you may not even know where that limit might be. But it's putting yourself in those uncomfortable positions, those new positions that you really find that you can reach higher than you could have even imagined. So it, it was a great experience. Oh man, that's so much. Oh, bravo. And I, 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 we can stay on that all day. But you reminded me of something my, uh, my father told me, he says, you know, son, Every day you need to go to bed at night and say you learned at least one thing, one thing, because if you can't say that, 
<laughs> you're my dad. You probably did. <laughs> parents know a way of just speaking very plainly to you don't they <laughs> but, that, but he was absolutely right he's, he's absolutely right because every day you should have a sense of purpose mm. why are you doing whatever you're doing why are you at a workplace why are you studying whatever you're studying uh to find your sense of purpose is is an important mission you know to look at each day to say well what does it matter that I'm studying this or working at that? Am I making a difference? Am I yeah. having an impact? And am I learning and really taking advantage of all these gifts that we have? Every day is a gift. Amen. So I, that's I, um, that's a beautiful segue to Bowie State. And I know we could spend all day on because I know how much you love you some Bowie State. Oh, um, you know that. And that's <laughs> to you. That. And I thank you for all the, the love and, and your connectedness and being part of Bowie State and our Bulldogs. And well, no. definitely, we, we love having you. And uh, you've been on the campus. We just love having you. I mean, this is your second home. So yeah, we absolutely. love you for that. No question about that. So tell our folks who may not know about Bowie State, I know you can spend all day, but, and, and if you could, just a little bit on this entrepreneurship, get the link with us. So I mean, you talked about the link between Tedco and, but your emphasis and the vision you have around the, the role that entrepreneurship has, but everything you just said about the learning pedagogy, I'm sure is what you're trying to infuse into your students there at Bowie State. You're absolutely right. Uh, let me give you just some basics about Bowie State. We're the first historically black college and university in the state of Maryland, yep. founded in 1865. And we were started, as everyone knows, at that time when slavery was ending, and we provided opportunities for disenfranchised citizens to make their way in the world. And today we offer over uh, 20 programs, 23 to be exact, undergraduate programs. Uh, we offer two doctoral programs, 19 master's programs, and a growing number of certificate programs. Mm -hmm. uh, today we have 14 certificate programs, but that number is growing because the workplaces are changing, evolving, transforming. And we're no longer just looking at four-year degrees, but industry and business leaders are looking for uh, us to help with the retooling, reskilling of the workforce. And that comes with badges and certificates mm -hmm. and those individuals who just need to come back in get certified for a certain year and get back out into the workplace. And with regard to the entrepreneurial initiatives, you're absolutely right with how I approach learning here at Bowie State University and our academic programs. Again, I believe every day affords experiences for our students to avail themselves of here on the campus, whether they be in leadership opportunities or actually working in one of the wonderful uh, ventures that we've had uh, the pleasure of being a part of, and that is Saxby's Experiential Learning Cafe is right here on the campus of Bowie State yep. University. It is operated by students. We have a campus CEO who's a student who runs everything, does the hiring, does the training, and that person trains with the corporate office of Saxby's. And they are then taught about their profit and loss statements. They're taught about how to run an operation a business from start to finish and saxby's that experiential learning cafe employs 45 of our own students right awesome. here on the campus so the way we're approaching learning is with a different uh, model it is about learning every day everywhere and helping students to enjoy that experience not look at it as oh i got to go and test for something but yeah. enjoy what you're learning and truly learn 
learn the information and take great excitement in learning every day. How do you see this? No, I agree. You know, I love what you're doing there. And you got this. You, I will, I'm going to give you a chance to talk about your building that you got that that's really focused on entrepreneurship. But also, as we as we keep digging down this entrepreneurship, the role of technology, how technology is really infused, both the learning of what you're doing, as well as this role that is playing in terms of thinking different things about the learning and to end entrepreneurship. Well, it's infused even more so today, right, because of the pandemic. Yep. Uh, our institutions have had to rely more on technology than we ever have. When we went to those stay-at-home orders, we had to pivot as an institution to a fully remote learning environment. So what that affords us the ability to do now is to have greater flexibility with different types of modalities of delivering education, mm -hmm. uh, hybrid classes, high-flex classes, where you have the instructor in a room, with some students and uh, actually in person, and then students at home learning remotely. And yeah. there's so many variations and flexibilities that we have today that we didn't have pre-pandemic, not as much as, as that, as what we have today. So we're delivering learning differently today, and I expect that we will continue to do so. Bowie State University, uh, the hallmark of our learning model is about a warm and nurturing environment. So we will still have that supportive in-person learning, but we're going to use and have more flexibility with these variations and modalities that we now have, those dual modalities. Uh, but technology is also uh, very much a part of the fabric here at BSU with our STEM majors. We're very much known for the STEM fields and producing graduates, and actually we're one of the top producers of African-American computer scientists in the state of Maryland. Go, repeat that. Repeat that. Don't, 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 don't let that repeat we that. We are one of the top <laughs> producers of computer scientists, yeah, African-American computer scientists in the state of Maryland. Don't celebrate that one. Come yes, on. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And so the STEM fields are very, very strong here. From data analytics, cybersecurity, we sit along the defense corridor with these government agencies and other businesses and industry that need cybersecurity analysts. We all do because that's one of the biggest threats to every business today in this technologically uh, savvy world. And so we are using technology to deliver education, but technology is also paramount in our delivery of disciplines from computer science, computer technology, data analytics, artificial intelligence. We just signed a, an agreement with IBM to work on quantum physics. Yep. And so it, these are the new initiatives, exciting new initiatives that are going on here at BSU. So every time I talk to you know your faculty and your staff there, many of them I consider my friends, they, they love talking about your vision and your drive and your energy. And, and so I want to give you a chance to talk about that vision. You know, what is what does Bowie State look like in five years? I know, you know, again, I, I'm giving you a chance to talk a little bit about you got some land sitting over there off a racetrack that you got, yes. you got the new building. And so want you let folks really know what, what the Bulldog Nation will look like five years from now. Sure. Well, the strategic plan and the vision is entitled racing to excellence, <laughs> racing to excellence. So that connotes the type of energy they're speaking to. And yes, I'm known to race around here in high heels, mind you. <laughs> That's what they uh, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but why am I doing that? I'm doing that because 
the world is changing and it's changing rapidly. Look at what we have gone through in this last year and a half. We look different today than we did a year and a half ago, dramatically different. Again, with the changes in how we deliver education, but also with what is happening uh, just across our campus with the development of land, our new entrepreneurship living learning community. And thank you so much for coming out to help Absolutely. us cut the ribbon on that new Absolutely. building. It was great to have you there back in August when we cut the ribbon on this uh, building, but it's more than a building. It bridges learning environments. It's mm -hmm. the entrepreneurship living learning community. And it brings together three components in that one space. One is the entrepreneurship center that is made up of the Bowie BIC, the Bowie Business Innovation Center, a separate 501c3 that's part of the ecosystem of entrepreneurship in the area. They are actually partners with us and have a location on our campus in that facility. They're in that same location with our Entrepreneurship Academy. And our academy is working with students who are aspiring to become entrepreneurs, but that academy is also helping to create for every student here an entrepreneurial mindset before students graduate. And that's different than just creating a product or a business. It's about helping shape the thinking in the workplace and helping students manage their careers to be innovative about their careers, to be creative, or if needed, or desire to create a product or to create a business. So those are two entities that are partnering in the entrepreneurship center within that new building. The second component is a residence hall. Now, who would have thought to put an entrepreneurship center together with a residence hall? Why would you do that? Because learning happens everywhere. And it happens at two o'clock in the morning when you get that exciting idea. <laughs> if you were a student living in that facility, you would get up and say, oh my gosh, you know, this is the latest and greatest whatever you want to create. We want to inspire students wherever they are to uh, really reach high with their ideas and see their ideas from creation and ideation to completion and see those it. ideas implemented. And we, uh, so and we want to invest in them. And we want to invest in them. And we want to invest in them. Oh, and you are. You are a wonderful partner in this entrepreneurial ecosystem. So we have a residence hall, 557 new beds for our growth. Our enrollment is up this year. Enrollment is up. And we needed that space to have more students who want to live on the campus live here. The third component is a commercial space. And that's yep. still being completed as we speak. Yep, yep. Well, then fourth for me as, as, a, as a Bowie resident, it you know, I love Bowie State, but you really couldn't, and coming down 197, those that don't live here, 197 is the main drag there in front of the campus. But that gave you a very strong physical presence there on 197. It, it announces you to that on that 197 corridor. So thank you for doing that. And I can't It's intended that. to do that. And you mentioned the space, though, around mm -hmm. the campus. Could I just, let me just- Absolutely, uh, please. Just elaborate a little bit more. So we're also uh, in an agreement with uh, the uh, MTA and mm -hmm. with the county, Prince George's County, to explore the development of land adjacent to our campus. And that's really exciting. That is and exciting. let me share with you what's envisioned there. I would love to see an innovation hub, mm -hmm. a facility that supports learning, but also supports the entrepreneurial ecosystem, bringing businesses here to the campus to partner with our students, partner with our faculty, keeping our curriculums current 
through the energy that will be created in that space and the synergy between business, industry, government leaders coming right into the space here on the campus at Bowie State University. And keep in mind, and I know you know this uh, because you know our campus, we have the Mark train station. That's what I'm saying, right, on train right, right there. here on the campus. How wonderful is that to be able to bring industry leaders and experts right here to the campus. I the ultimate it. vision, I want Bowie State University to be a destination place that creates excitement and is part of the larger ecosystem, especially the entrepreneurial ecosystem. I love it, love it. So let me, let's kind of close on one of the topics that sometimes um, people may not think of HBCs, but it really is, I think, an important part. And that's, that's the whole thing around diversity, equity, and inclusion. I think just because you're an HBCU, you don't think about it, but actually you do, actually you're helping to bring more diversity, to address the inequity and to provide more inclusion. So talk to our audience about how you're thinking about what that DI means, both for Bowie State and the role that Bowie State helps in driving that those changes for a larger society. A larger society. Well, it's important to note that Bowie State, like all of our HBCUs, have always had our doors open for everyone. When you think about our history, we have learned through all types of lessons how to nurture, how to help individuals get to their full potential, to their greatest potential. And so our doors remain open and we see it as part of our mission, especially as a public university. We're also part of the university system of Maryland. And as a public university, we believe very strongly, and I believe wholeheartedly, we're here for the public good. And when you look at the demographics and how the demographics are changing throughout our communities, I believe we owe it to our communities to enrich them by supporting everyone in their pursuits of higher education, opening our doors wider. I do believe that we need to continue to lead the way in helping this country understand how we need to come together and reap the full benefits of all of the diversity that we have in this country. When we look at what has happened in the last year and a half, the pandemic, yes, but also the social justice issues or injustice that we've seen in this country, mm-hmm. we have a leadership role that we should be playing and we are playing to help others understand the value of diversity and how it enriches our communities, the workplaces. And in fact, uh, recently during the uh, pandemic, we did sign off on an agreement here at Bowie State University with the University of Maryland College Park for the Social Justice Alliance. That was created in order to have uh, research and seminars and symposia to highlight the issues that we face as a nation today. And our public universities are leading the way to raise awareness about hate, violence, and how we as individuals can do something to turn this around and get us to a better place. So I applaud my colleague, Daryl Pines, President Pines, at College Park, who signed on to that agreement uh, and recognized in the aftermath of the loss of one of our Bowie Bulldogs, Lieutenant Richard Collins III, who was murdered. And it was an act of violence. It was a hate uh, that was just so um, just despicable. We never, ever want to see that again in in our country. We don't want to experience that ever again. And so President Pines and I signed an agreement to address hate and violence and to combat these issues that we're facing. 
And so the Social Justice Alliance, we have annual symposia, we have a seminar uh, in recognition of the late Lieutenant Richard Collins III, and we're very honored to be leading in this cause to address hate and violence and social injustice that we're facing today. Well, that's 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 probably a beautiful place to close. I mean, that's if we if 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 nothing else, you know, I say this. I mean, if we could just get folks just to talk, just to have a, a forum to just talk through these challenges, and and respect my point of view and somebody else's point of view, and and to really hear, not just listen, but to hear them and and engage them and have some empathy. Um, boy, that would be, go such a long way of addressing some of the things that happen on this planet. It certainly would be. And um, I invite all the listeners and watchers to join us because each one of us can make an impact and Amen. make a difference. Amen. Amen. So I, I'm going to end on something a little lighter, some more fun. So I'm going to go back to some some questions for you. So I know you said you had those tokens. And for y'all, I don't know, you have the Metro <laughs> cards. That's that's how we had to pay to get on the, the subway and the buses. And you had you had coins. Well, you actually had to have real money. Sometimes you had to have some real money to get on the. On those that's things. true. That's right. So, so I know you were feeling, but you got you had to have your first car. So, what was your first car? My first car. Your first car. A, my first car was a Chevy Cavalier. Ooh, what was it, it yellow? Was, was, it, was it one of the yellow ones or the orange It was ones? white and had a, you're really taking me back, George. <laughs> uh, it was white and it had a red interior. Ooh, and I, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking to myself, what was I thinking at the time? Uh, but I'm sure I thought I was saying something at the time with cold. that statement. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, exterior and a red interior. I love it. I love it. So now, I don't a, think this, uh, Troy, I don't know if this is fair. Now, you have to share. What was your first car? Just, I, uh, I'm going to turn the tape. Absolutely. So I had a, a I, I never knew it was a 1976 Toyota Corolla. It had, you know, normally you have four cylinders. Mine had two and a half cylinders. Zero <laughs> to 60 in, in two and a half hours. It was like, you know, <laughs> No, no, no power windows. I lived in Texas. Okay. No power windows, no air conditioning. My car did not have air conditioning. Oh didn't have power window. It had a steering wheel and four, four tires. That's about the most I had in that. <laughs> but it got me from A to B uh, and I was, I was good to go. <laughs> but, but it was yours. Hey, that's all I can say. And everybody rolled into it too. You know, you had, I had the car everybody wanted to get in because it was the only car that everybody had had. It was the car. <laughs> You mentioned you love reading. What's the last book you read? Oh, The Sword and the Shield. Um, it's about Malcolm X and Malcolm X. Dr. Martin Luther King. A wonderful read. Um, to think of those lives and uh, the impact that they had on our country and the psyche at the time and today and how their legacies continue on in our thinking and how we're challenged today. Um, it was a great, great read. Um, and on occasion, I, I do like to read murder mysteries just for fun. And that's always uh, intriguing. And I, you, as, as you read a murder mystery, you're always trying to figure out the who done it. And so that's also a way I relax just to read something that's a little bit Good lighter. Good for you. Good for you. Well, look, I mean, I can't thank you enough for, for obviously being here today. That's, that's the obvious. But for your leadership, you're running in heels around Bowie State campus and, and around the state of Maryland, just around, but around the state of Maryland. 
uh, you're a refreshment, you're a refreshing part of the of the ecosystem here in Maryland. I mean that sincerely. I uh, appreciate all that you do in support of Tech Cohen for me uh, and what you do there for Bowie State and for and for Bowie. Well, it's from the heart, and I do want to take this occasion at the opening you mentioned the event we attended today, and I do want to give a shout out to my dear colleague, President Jenkins, who was installed earlier today, and mm -hmm. to wish him and the entire Coppin family the very best. It's all in that HBCU love, Absolutely. and you know, when uh, one rises, we all are lifted, and so yeah, I want to just give a shout out on this special day. It was a wonderful investiture. And I wish everyone well there. And Troy, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this program today and for lifting up and, and raising the awareness about Bowie State University, our first yeah. HBCU in the state of Maryland. Any day. And I already, I already sent Anthony a note because I didn't get to, I said, you know, they, I was there and they took a bunch of pictures with a bunch of Kappas. I said, dude, you need a little black and gold in that picture. Just uh, <laughs> I love my black and gold. You won't get any argument out of me, but I'm not getting into the whole fraternity discussion. <laughs> I mean, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. As always, we, we continue to get outstanding feedback on the show. I continue to see folks who come to me and say, hey, I really saw this or saw this. And so continue to uh, continue to look and spread, spread the love. We appreciate everything you guys do for the state. Thank you again, Amita. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, this is Troy Lamel Stovall, the CEO of Tech Hub. Take care. Thanks again for listening. And a special thank you to our guest, President Amita Bro, for joining in today's discussion. For more information on TechCo and its activities, check us out at www.tedcomd.com. If you enjoyed today's discussion, consider sharing and subscribing to Techco Talks.